Hello, my name is uh, Pratik Mukhopadhyay. I'm an entrepreneur and an author. I'll be hosting the Reimagine Sales Systems podcast where I'll be bringing some of the industry thought leaders who will be sharing their go-to-market strategies for their business systems. Hi everyone. Uh, I have the pleasure of welcoming Sudhakar Mandiwali with us. He's a business and a technology leader with lots of experience in leading digital transformations at companies like Cisco. and uh, we are really fortunate to have sudhakar here with us uh, thank you sudhakar thanks for having me uh, so sudhakar uh, you've had a really good uh, career can you talk a little bit about your journey in the enterprise world and uh, share with us some perspective yeah no definitely um my background is a computer science background so i've done my masters in computer science from george mason back in the day um I mean I'm a very firm believer about technology and innovation is about value creation. Um applying technology and using innovation to drive business value is what we do all the time and that's what I've done throughout my career from in different roles in different capacities. I worked in small companies uh on the east coast like Freddie Mac. They made me wear a tie which I didn't like so I moved to the west coast. I joined Sun <laughs> Microsystems over here. worked for a little bit then i joined cisco i've had a quite a tenure over here at cisco then i left cisco and joined a small enterprise saas company aptus which is where you and i uh, met and then uh, after doing that for a few years i got called back to cisco so but at the end of the day i very strongly believe about technology and innovation is all about creating value uh, and that's what i've been doing in uh, various capacities thank you sudhakar uh now Can you talk a little bit about uh, your company's go-to-market strategy, and then, yeah. as a I, uh, transformation leader, how do you enable different sales motions? Yeah. So, quick background: um, Cisco, we sell about fifty-two billion dollars every year, give or take. That's our revenue, and uh, this includes hardware, software, services, and subscriptions. And this cuts across um, multiple product portfolios. We have. networking switching and data center which is the infrastructure side of things we sell security solutions we have collab which is webex and we also do applications like abd and duo etc and all of this um from a go to market perspective is sold through omni channel uh we sell directly to customers we sell through partners and we sell sell through distribution as well so um it is a complex set of product portfolios product hardware software and services portfolio and we do go through channel very much most of our business uh, it's about 80 plus percent is through channel at the moment uh, pratik uh, thank you sudhakar uh, so in terms of systems like how do we enable uh, this i know it's a very complex business yeah. but like what are some of the best practices and also uh, having systems is not enough but adoption of that system is critical <laughs> absolutely yeah. um we keep saying um when we build a system and enable a capability have a ch- cheap beer um if you remember uh, one of our friends used to say that but when it's really adopted is when we celebrate so absolutely agree with you adoption is key um having said that at cisco uh, um from a commerce perspective i'll talk a little bit about that space right um at one point cisco had a, a different configurators multiple pricing tools and coding systems um and ordering was very manual and laborious everything was disconnected it was all over the place 
um, in a major transformational program, we happen to converge and consolidate everything from the time you identify an opportunity to the time you place an order. We've stitched the processes together. We've done major process re-engineering to bring them all onto a common uh, set of processes, common set of capabilities, and then a uh, an underlying system and a data foundation that is really robust, that can scale for $50 billion of business. So um, at, a, at a very high level, um, Salesforce is our CRM system. That is where we maintain and manage all our opportunities. Uh, our, our, and, uh, and then we built the CPQ Oh, I don't, we don't, we didn't stop at CPQ, but we call it CPQO, right, uh, right. Uh, which is, it's built on a, a custom full stack application that's cloud native services and API based architecture, uh, very heavily data and rules driven, but we've really modularized a set of engines, like a configuration engine that houses everything that we need to do with our offerings. Uh, anything to do with pricing is a module by itself. Again, a completely services oriented architecture. API-based architecture, um, and everything that we need to do with discounting and deal analysis is one piece. And then everything that we need to do from taking those configurations, pricing and quotes, and converting them to orders and booking the orders is the last piece of the puzzle. So we connected all of these things. And um, the good thing is it, is, it is one platform that brings all the parties to the table. It is not a set of capabilities just for Cisco people. It is a set of capabilities where we bring in Cisco sales, Cisco partners, our customers, and sometimes our distributors. Everybody's looking at the same record, if you will. Mm -hmm. We are doing it in a collaborative way. Mm -hmm. Partner could initiate a deal. Sales guy could make a recommendation saying, right. I need you to replace this product. Uh, customer could come in and say, I need uh, these additional uh, uh, capabilities in there. And somebody from finance can go in and modify the discounts on the transaction. And somebody in operations can figure out a way to uh, get the PO in and transform that into an order. So it's a collaborative, integrated process all the way from the time you identify an opportunity to the time you book the order. It's one system, one process, one workflow, <laughs> and, uh, and and uh, one set of capabilities. That's that's awesome. And I think it's so hard to do that. And, uh, and to do that for $50 right. billion of business. <laughs> exactly. Is, is, uh, is what we were able to do with uh, what we did at Cisco. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so, uh, so then I'll dive a little bit in terms of uh, uh, best practice and challenges, right? Yeah. So for, for the practitioners who are listening in, mm -hmm. uh, they could be business leaders or IT leaders, but if they were to take a transformation like this, yeah, and maybe theirs is a much smaller business. Like what are some of the best practices they yeah. should think of as they are planning a CPQ mm -hmm. or a code to cash project? Yeah. Uh, uh, that'll be really insightful. Yeah, the key things I'll say, I mean, irrespective of uh, whether you do a custom solution or use a, use a SaaS product that's out there and for different businesses, different things make sense. But I think the, there is a few fundamental things that I would definitely call out. One is uh, about breaking the organizational silos. Um, you need to have executive sponsorship for a pro program like this. If you don't have sponsorship and support at the executive level, you're not going to be able to do a good job in um, establishing a CPQ solution for, for your business. That's number one. And once you have that executive sponsorship, you've got to be able to break through the silos of sales, finance, uh, channels, um, BUs, business units. You've got to be able to bring them all onto the same platform. 
Uh, there is a lot of work that needs to be done in terms of process reengineering. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the key mantras that we use is, you don't simplify and standardize. We are not going to digitize. You have to simplify and standardize in order to digitize. Uh, right. So we had we had to connect the processes. We have to simplify and standardize everything. Bring them onto a common set of uh, capabilities, and that's when the digitization is is what we went about. Um, above and beyond having the executive sponsorship, um, um, being able to break those silos and connect and thread the processes across, there's got to be a holistic data and a system strategy that w- I would strongly recommend. What is your master data? What's your customer data? What's your product data? Where exactly are, are the, what are the systems of record for your configuration rules? What's your system of record for pricing? What's your system of record for financials, deal discounts and all of the governance that you want to establish, you need to have a solid strategy in terms of the overall data strategy and the systems wise, how are you going to encapsulate all of these things? Uh, having that blueprint is something something that will take you a long way is uh, what I would say based on what we've done before. Thank you, Subhakar. Uh, very insightful. Uh, we have a lot of young uh, listeners listening, right? People early in their career mm-hmm. working as business analysts, solution architects, uh, or even uh, developers. So what would you uh, uh, suggest yeah. like as they look um, at building their career and mm-hmm. at some point of time, maybe 15, 20 years, they want to be yeah. heading a group. Like what, what recommendations do you have for them uh, yeah. as they approach their career? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I'm a fan of people who does this business analysis, honestly. I think it's very critical. There's a lot of value in how you engineer and how you build the product. But what you do upfront in terms of business analysis and process analysis is absolutely critical. The number one thing that I'll tell uh, that I'd say to my team is um, ask why, know the answer to why, right? I mean, if you ask your business, if they say, I want you to do X, you need to know the why. If you know the answer to that, I think you're obviously going to do a better job. Second thing is don't hesitate to question the status quo. If they say do X, you have to look upstream to it, downstream to it, try to understand, go above and beyond what you're, what you're being asked to do, uh, question the status quo, uh, show them the way to connect the dots much better. I think that's always going to go a long way because I think the role of these analysts is not doing what you're being asked to do. Right, right. A much more consultative role and to really go back with solutions that makes much more logical sense. Keeping in mind, and the other thing, the last thing I'll say, which is the most important is mm-hmm. look at it from an outside in perspective. Mm-hmm. Don't look at it from the perspective of who's giving you the requirements. Look at it from the perspective of the end users. Put yourselves in their shoes. See if that make, if whatever you're designing, whatever you're building, whether it's a process engineering, a user experience, whatever it is, is it going to make sense from an outside in perspective? I think applying that lens, looking at it from an end customer user standpoint of view, is the other thing that I would say is uh, paramount. Right, right, right. No, this, this is really uh, helpful and I think it gives a lot of uh, perspective for folks trying to see how to approach uh, solving complex problems. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Sudhakar. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I think yeah. you've been really open to share a lot of information. Yeah. And, Thanks uh, for having me, Pradeek. I really appreciate it. Good con- Thanks for the conversation. All right. So with that, I would like to wrap up this podcast. Thank you all for tuning into Reimagine Enterprise Sales Systems. To listen to more exciting podcasts, please visit my website, pratikm.com or protikm.com.
where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast and other channels that you follow so that you'll never miss a show.